0: Get ready for hard-hitting news. The network refused to use incredible guests and more. And uh, I'm working on my guest. It's a long, complicated story. Just blame it on the Labor Day weekend and all the travels and all that's going on. But I want to ask you a question. I got an email from Mike Pompeo, and of course, it's not a personal email. It's one of these form emails that we all get, literally begging for money. Now you got to ask yourself, who is? Michael Richard Pompeo, huh? Who is this guy? Um, I don't know if you know, but he's an American politician, diplomat, and businessman who served Donald Trump as director of the CIA from 2017 to 18. Uh, Let's see. From 2017 to 2018, of course, and then he was the 70th United States Secretary of State from 2018 to 2021, all right? That's who this guy is. Now, I know we kind of think those who served under Trump are the good guys, but I don't accept this. Mike Pompeo is also a three-term congressman. From Kansas, okay? Now, we think this guy is a good guy, but I don't think so. A three-term congressman, so he was in Congress for six years. He was a year at the CIA and then had to bail, and then he was the Secretary of State. So 17 to 21, that's four years. Then Congress, three years. He's been really uh, rubbing shoulders with the top brass of our federal government leaders, for literally seven years or more. Now, they say he's a businessman and he's a politician and he's this and that. He was born in 1963, uh, which means he's almost 60 years old. And I look at a guy like this and I, I just have my doubts. And I know those who love Mike, Mike Pompeo, love Donald Trump, are going to just attack me relentlessly. But I've got to be candid about my concerns. I've got to be clear about my Hesitation, and I got to be blunt about my belief that you know what the guy's not for real. So I get this email from the guy, and what's fascinating is I'm a nationally syndicated talk show host on radio. I've been there for more than 25 years. Half of these news babes on your TV were in diapers and such when I was starting out on the radio. Okay, I've been around for a long time, and I've I've tested my chops. I've been attacked by the IRS, the CIA. Uh, And the FCC, all three at the same time. I'm sorry, the IRS, the USDA, and the FCC, all three at the same time. Um, I have been attacked and maligned and abused many times for a long time. And so I'm not afraid to say what I say. And I don't care about the always Trumpers or the never Trumpers, the political divide, which we'll be getting into the Hegelian dialectic a little later, because I think this Mike Pompeo story plays into it very well. But this American politician, three-term congressman, former CIA guy, former Secretary of State guy, emails me. Now, understand that I've been this talk show host, uh, and I'm not trying to tell you that I'm important. I'm just trying to say I have no way to contact Mike Pompeo. He's part of the elite group. I can't get a hold of this guy if I try. But yet he sends me an email because, of course, they co-opt all these email lists, and I magically got put on it. I want to take myself off because I believe this guy's an inside government hack. I'm pausing for a fact, right? This guy's an inside deep state guy. So here's what he says to me in this email. Mike Pompeo, quote, I have no doubt that Satan is real and seeks to divide our nation through discord and exploitation. Through these means, far-left radicals appointed or elected to office all desire to take from us the pride we have in our country. This they will not do, he says. So think about this, you know, political guy. He said, hey, I believe in Satan. Satan's trying to destroy our country through these radicals. He then says, when there is no pride, hope is forfeit. Where there is no hope, the value and sanctity of life are diminished and may vanish. So I want to know, are you proud to be an American? I think those are all good, fair questions. I think his email is right when it comes to the point. Right? Are you proud to be an American? Now, I agree with his general point. But then he says, if so, please sign below your pride petition. Please sign your American pride petition to show your love for this great country. Sign the petition, then there's a link. I want to show the left, even though they may slander us in the public forums and censor us on social media, our pride in this great country will never waver. Don't be discouraged. Don't lose hope. America is and always will be the shining city on a hill. Unapologetically American, he signs off. And then at the bottom, it says this. Help champion American values. And it gives you this link where you can join his texting list. Not interested in giving that out, Mike. All you want me to now do is literally pedal um, your advertising. And then it says this C A V P A C. So now it's called the CAV Pack. Paid for by Champion American Values. So the CAV Pack is Mike Pompeo's P A C. Champion American Values. So he's paying for this through PAC money, where we can't really track where the money comes from or who's funding it or what's happening or anything like that. Uh, They might want you to donate to Mike Pompeo's PAC so you can be part of the solution, they say. But I agree with everything he says, except for this idea that what you need to do, it reminds me of the Hank Williams Jr. song. They say, send your money to the Lord, but they give you their address. Is, <laughs> is what the Hank Williams Jr. songs, talking about preachers. You know, they'll tell you the truth. They'll, they'll lay it out. Mm, good stuff. Amen, brother. But in the end of the day, they tell you to send your money to the Lord, but they give you their address. This is kind of the way I see the Mike Pompeo reality check happening here. Mike emails me and he says everything that I agree with. I agree that Satan's trying to destroy this country. I am proud to be an American. Yes, I am, Mike Pompeo. But I don't think giving you or me your address to send money is how I'm going to be proud to be an American. All right? When I think about this guy that's a former businessman, an American politician, a diplomat, a three-time Congress critter, A director of the CIA and now the Secretary of State, what did you do to protect election fraud when you were the CIA director? What did you do to protect us from election fraud when you were the, quote, Secretary of State under President Donald Trump, huh? Isn't that a fair question? What did you do when you were in all those positions? You say, well, Sam, this thing didn't heat up to that level. Wrong. Not true. Not true. Understand very clearly, my fellow Americans, that Mike Pompeo and Donald Trump and others, and the Republicans, and the Democrats, all of them were talking about election fraud as early as 2015. The 2016 election was stolen, and the Democrats everywhere... Literally talked about election fraud, that Donald stole the election, that this, that, 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 that. look, these voters were or these delegates, these were not properly certified. The election result, and they had the same basic arguments that now the Republicans have in 2020. So they just take turns at the trough of the same complaints, but yet when the other guys are claiming it, the other side says it's false. So when Donald said there was election fraud and the Democrats said there was election fraud and Donald said watch out for election fraud, well, although all that was happening, let's be very clear. The Republicans didn't believe Donald would get elected, uh, so they jettisoned Donald, every one of them, and basically said, oh, you know what, Donald's goofy. But now that there is election fraud, the Democrats are still complaining it, at least the Hillary Clintons and those old school Democrats are. The new school, new school Democrats are just focusing on how evil or bad Donald is supposed to be. But they really just take turns at the same trough, the border. The Republicans say this and the Democrats say that, but it turns out to be the same thing if you look long enough. They just go back and forth, same thing on the border. Hillary used to say we got to protect the border. Now it's the Republicans and Donald and anybody else says, oh, Donald's crazy. We don't need to protect the border. It's already fine. Well, they just go back and forth with these same arguments. Now Mike Pompeo begging me to take money from my family and give it to his, what is it, CAV pack, right? And I look at that, and I agree with his points. I agree that Satan's real, and Satan seeks to divide the nation. I agree that we should not get discouraged, and we should not lose hope. I don't believe America is and always will be the shining city on a hill, though. Ladies and gentlemen, we can lose our liberties if we don't jealously guard them. The founding fathers taught this principle very clearly, very directly, absolutely succinct statements from our founders on this topic. Okay, but when I see champion American values paying for this thing, when I see this CAP PAC, or CAV PAC, I'm sorry, CAV PAC, champion American values, and they're paying for this. I'm thinking, follow the money, Sam. That's what I've been taught to do in the media, follow the money. So I'm going to follow the money back to what, a former CIA guy? A three-term congressman? The former secretary of state that knew about all these election fraud concerns? Donald tried to launch an election fraud committee, but it got shut down. Where was Pompeo standing up going, hey, wait a minute, we've got to have this. I'm the Secretary of State. I'm primarily in charge for the nation's records here. Answer, I believe the Hegelian dialectic is being pulled off to a T on we, the people. You ask yourself, what is the Hegelian dialectic? It's a fair question, right? What is the Hegelian dialectic? The Hegelian dialectic is the idea. That constant conflict and continual merging of opposite ideologies fostered and established by extreme opposing beliefs will eventually lead mankind into ultimate perfection. In other words, exploit the people using a tried and true divide and conquer tactic on every fault line possible. In other words, government is the only acceptable answer to the intentionally created conflicts we face. We the people need to be wise enough to never fall for the propaganda-driven and all-encompassing false narrative, folks. We need to remember the real answer is to follow the Prince of Peace, even Jesus Christ. And you say, wait a minute, Sam. Isn't that what Mike Pompeo was telling you to do? Well, not really. Not really. This is where I'm convinced that we have this problem in the country where Mike Pompeo preaches the right stuff and then sends me his address. And if I send this former three-term congressman, former CIA guy, don't they say once, CIA, always? CIA? This former secretary of state that did nothing when he had election capabilities or a reality in his hands. His boss, Donald, was literally talking about election fraud at the very time, but Mike was, for the most part, silent. What did he do as a three-term congressman to protect America? Was he talking about election fraud then? See, we've been told uh, a lot of things. And I appreciate the don't be discouraged. America is great. I mean, we, we After all, we went through the Make America Great Again tour of Donald, right? And I believe America is a great country, but this idea that we are and we always will be a shining city on a hill, I believe, is the lie. Look, the Republican Party is absolutely divided over every fault line possible, folks. The Republicans are divided over every fault line. So are the Democrats. Uh, you have the old school Democrats, uh, the Hillary Clintons and those kind of people, right? Right. And you have the new Democrats, the AOCs and the, quote, oh, what do they call that group, those females that hang out together or whatever, right? AOC's one of them. Uh, these are the new, more radicalized Democrats. They feel like the old school, which was criminal in and of itself already, that they're just too soft, not willing to get after it. That's the Joe Biden's, uh, you know, uh, Hillary Clinton crowd. The new are rabid. The new are crazy, okay? But all they're doing is moving America to the left, to the left, to the left. Can you march? To the left, to the left, to the left. Okay? And that's what we see. And the Republicans are nothing more than, well, now the Republicans are like the old school Democrats used to be. They're the Hillarys. They're the Joe Bidens. Why do you say that? Joe Biden alluded to this. He said, look, I can get along with the general old-school Republicans, no problem. They're kind of center like me. We used to work on all kinds of projects together. We were buddies. But this new radical approach on the Republican side, now we're going to talk about the divide. So you got the Democrats and the Republicans old-school that are kind of in the middle, right? And then you've got the radical Democrats, Ocasio-Cortez and the like. And then you've got the main Republicans, such as uh, Mitch McConnell, um, all kinds of people used to be in that John McCain, uh, whatever that other goofball Republican from Arizona, that's really popular. can't remember his name right now. Uh, you know, you had some guys like that from Alabama. You know, a lot of these are mainstream old school Republicans, which were really almost the same as the Democrats and Joe and get along with them and work with them. No problem at all. He's said so, but the extreme quote, right Republicans, the Donald Trump Republicans, the uh, what do you call these guys? The MAGA Republicans, Make America Great Again Republicans. They're the they're the extreme that nobody can work with. See. But when you look at this CAV pack, paid for by the CAV pack, Champion American Values pack. My question for you, under Mike Pompeo, is that a Donald Trump Republican, or is that a uh, John McCain slash whatever? Is that a Ron Paul Republican? Or is that a Mitch McConnell Republican? You see, Kentucky kind of shows it perfectly in the two senators and the schools of thought. But even the Donald Republicans, folks, are much better than the Mitch McConnell, John McCain Republicans, no doubt. But, oh, like the Jeff Flakes of Arizona, that's the name I was uh, overlooking. Um, But they're not even the Rand Paul kind. The Donald Trump kind aren't the Rand Paul kind. Rand Paul doesn't even get into the Donald Trump mix much. I know they ran for president at the same time. I know Donald was very mean to Rand. Rand's kind of forgiven Donald and focused on, um, you know, how to fix the country. And I commend Rand for that. But even Rand Paul is no Ron Paul. Ron Paul, in my opinion, the quintessential modern day founding father. He's not the only one, but he's one of a very chosen few. But Rand Paul, I always say this, when people say, how do you like Rand? I say, well, he's like, he's really good, but he's no Ron. He's great, but he's not as good as his father was because he's more compromised, more centrist in nature. Well, so you got the Republican Party divide and the Democratic Party divide. And where do you sit, ladies and gentlemen? I don't know, but I submit to you that the Hegelian dialectic is being, uh, what do you want to call it? Carried off to perfection? The Hegelian dialectic to create these polarizing views, to then uh, divide on the polarizing views, to divide over every fault line. But then to exploit the people using a true divide and conquer tactic on every fault line possible. In other words, government's the only example of the intentionally created conflict. We got to realize it's propaganda. We got to follow Jesus Christ. Those are the real answers. And Mike Pompeo is talking about things that we hold dear to our hearts. We want America to be a light on a shining hill. I agree with him. But I don't agree that what I need to do is send my money to Mike. Right? We need to have people understand that the warfare, welfare state via the government fiat money system, and the Federal Reserve, are impractical and immoral, ladies and gentlemen. Impractical because the idea is unsustainable and immoral because it's dishonest. It steals from one group of an, uh, uh, and pays it to another, pulling the lever of government in the favor of the few at the expense of the many. Right? Now, Ron Paul wrote a column that highlights what I'm talking about. Here's what he says. Biden's student debt scheme is unforgivable. Ron Paul. Ron Paul also had an institute conference, if you will. And the idea is the regime that has taken away my rights and freedoms is the United States government. I would rather spend 98% of my time focusing on the regime taking away my rights than get distracted by foreign regimes or to get distracted by Mike Pompeo. This guy wants me to pay him money. You say, why, folks? I don't know. That's what I'm talking about. Why is Mike Pompeo emailing me saying, Sam, are you proud to be an American? And then uh, Mike Pompeo is literally saying, hey, Sam, send me money and sign my petition because Satan's real and he's trying to ruin everything for us. My response is very clear. What are you doing, Mike Pompeo, with the money that I give you? Right? Where are you going with this? You say, Sam, you're talking about Mike Pompeo way too much, giving him way too much credit. I don't think so, because I believe this. Anybody on the national stage that seems to have friends in high places, I submit to you, is not your friend. The former CIA guy, the former Secretary of State, the former triple-time congressman is not your friend. I do say God save America. This is... The Sheriff Back Show on on TV and radio.
1: SAT123.com. They have put together a really incredible package, emergency backup, communication systems, power systems. We've got sat phones. We've got uh, solar panels and also the big 400-watt solar panel behind us there. And why does this matter? Because, of course, right now we are dealing with massive risk of blackouts. And the power grid is just failing, you know, intermittently. But it's going to get worse because we've also got energy shortages. Think about the lack of coal power, the diesel problems that are happening right now. If you're in the military or the National Guard or Border Patrol or law enforcement and you need to be able to function even when the power grid goes down, or maybe you're a first responder, rescue team, firefighter, paramedic, you name it, you need to know about this equipment. So SAT123.com, folks. This was made possible by Brighton.com. After being deplatformed by YouTube, I built Brighton.com so that we can speak. All voices of dissent are welcome. Join Brighton.com now. Post your videos today and start building an audience there where you will not be censored. Brightion.com The world we once knew is collapsing we're being warned to expect rolling blackouts and our political leaders are deliberately shutting down pipelines fuel refineries nuclear power plants and energy exploration the currency is collapsing while financial assets are plummeting in value and the global food supply is being deliberately decimated to survive this war being waged on humanity you need more than just regular prepping you need resilient prepping And that's the title of my new free audiobook, Resilient Prepping. You can download the entire audiobook and a printable PDF transcript for free right now at resilientprepping.com. Resilient Prepping teaches practical strategies for prepping in three layers, high-tech, low-tech, and no-tech. Resilient Prepping is your ultimate guide to surviving the total collapse of the world as we know it, because that's exactly what globalists are trying to achieve. Download this entire audiobook for free right now at resilientprepping.com.
0: All right. Back with you live on the Sheriff Mack show simulcast with Liberty Roundtable Radio, ladies and gentlemen. Guests are not working out the same.
2: USA radio
0: news
3: with Lance. Uh,
0: when you can't get a hold of somebody, then, you know, hey, things just kind of blow up and you got to do the best, uh, you can, ladies and gentlemen. But I kind of look at this and go, wow, there's so much going on that's fake news in America. And I feel like it's really important for us to find out and to discuss this in meaningful ways. So this idea that Mike Pompeo is your friend and is a good guy and all you got to do is send him your money to fix America. You're proud to be an American, right? You know that America always will be a city on a shining hill. See, I don't think so. Or a shining city on a hill. See, I don't think so. I don't believe that at all. Let me give you an example to make the point, ladies and gentlemen. Listen to me very closely. There's a headline that says this quote, lawsuit uncovers army of feds censoring speech in America. Lawsuit uncovers army of feds censoring, censoring speech in America. They say this, listen carefully. Officials across at least 11 agencies have secretly communicated with social media. Bob Unruh with WND.com has this story. And it is riveting, ladies and gentlemen. If you read uh, Bob Unruh over at WND, WND does a phenomenal job. They don't get near the credit they deserve. They're being attacked by Google like no other. But it says this a quote, developing lawsuit that now is embroiled into arguments over what discovery is to be allowed, has uncovered a long list of federal bureaucracies whose officials have been literally telling social media companies and others what speech to censor. you read me loud and clear on this, ladies and gentlemen? This is where we get the pay dirt. It's one thing for guys like me to allege that the mainstream press is in bed with the government, but we have more and more evidence from Operation Mockingbird. Then they supposedly buried that and stopped and it went away. No, they simply went underground and escalated it. Just like when Hitler got busted doing, uh, you know, gene therapy and, and, and all this kind of stuff. They jettisoned Hitler, but they took it underground, right? Well, they've done the same thing here. They say this. It was just revealed in recent days that the FBI contacted Facebook, as you know. And it turned out that, hey, there was accurate reporting from the Washington Post about the Biden family that got suppressed by Facebook and the FBI protecting Joe before the elections. Well, they attacked Donald Trump with a fake Russian story. So they literally lied on both sides. They cranked up attacks on Trump, even though they weren't valid or legitimate. But they also suppressed fake news. Now, 80% of Americans, according to the latest poll, believe that, you know what, those suppressions of the Hunter Joe story and promotions of the fake news on Donald, 80% of Americans believe that actually changed the winner. In the 2020 presidential race and without that censorship, President Donald Trump would be in the White House now. Think about that, ladies and gentlemen. Right? That is amazing. But all of this prompted a guy by the name of Marco Cleveland. He's a senior legal correspondent for the Federalist to warn It was the FBI and not social media that stole the election from Donald Trump. Now, that's where I disagree with him. Again, this is where they play games. This guy's a government insider or whatever else. I say it was both. Now, they say trending the big lies that made Trump the monster. Now, details are being revealed in a lawsuit being handled By the new, quote, civil rights alliance, which is challenging government influence over free speech, they confirmed that a long list of bureaucracies in the federal government have been contacting social media corporations in order to tell them what to censor. The case Will shock the conscience of Americans when they hear the details they claim. In a joint statement of discovery disputes in the case, just exactly who has to answer which questions are being discussed. This unlawful enterprise has been wildly successful. Under the First Amendment, of course, as you know, the federal government may not police private speech nor pick winners and losers in the marketplace of ideas. But this is exactly what the government has done and is still doing, listen, on a massive scale, not previously disclosed before this court case took action. They say they have proof that not only was the pressure put on these social media companies, but these companies have repeatedly bowed. Now, listen, among the bureaucracies that have been included and identified in this case so far include the White House, Health and Human Services, Department of Homeland Security, by the way, created by the Republicans, the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, The Office of the Surgeon General, the Census Bureau, the FDA or Food and Drug Administration, the FBI, State Treasury, and the U.S. Election Assistance Commission, to name a few. Communications show these federal officials are fully aware that the pressure they exert is an effective, and they claim, a necessary way to increase censorship. Yeah, to increase the, increase the ability of these censoring platforms, social media, to shut down free speech. Now, I guess a lot of these companies at first expressed hesitation working with the government on this. And so the court case now even proves government Agencies are reporting to another, I can't believe these social medias aren't bowing to the pressure so quickly. If there was any doubt that the federal government is behind the censorship of Americans who dare to jettison the official narrative, to tell the truth, well, now we know the government is involved. Big time... excuse me, big time. The shocking extent of the government's involvement in silencing Americans through coercive tactics to shut down social media's normal ebb and flow of information is beyond imagination. Now, the problem is in court, they're debating... Over who can ask what questions and what information can be subpoenaed and put on the table. That's where the debate is right now. Because the government's still saying, no, 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 you can't do that. Now listen to this John J. Vecchioni. He's one of the senior litigation counsels in this lawsuit. He added, quote, the incredible extent of government interference with the free speech rights of Americans is so crazy that you can't even believe it exists, and the government's still resisting from us getting the real names and people responsible. The original focus of this lawsuit was the government censorship about accurate treatments during the COVID-19 pandemic. That's where it started, but now that's spilled into this broader context. The case, by the way, if you want to know which case it is, it's called the state of Missouri- And then they say, X-Rel Eric S. Schmidt, state of Louisiana. X-Rel Jeffrey M. Landry. I don't know how to say these names. Dr. Gerianta Acharya. Anyway, they have all these people that are involved in the lawsuit. Many speakers have been lawful, unlawfully and unconstitutionally shut down. So the issue pending before the courts, it's the Western District of – it's the U.S. District for the Western District of Louisiana. They want to know what's been going on, but the government's resisting, and people are debating of what information we can get. But we've got this much so far. Court documents reveal a censorship campaign. <clears throat> Across the Biden administration was literally confirmed by one of his appointees. Did you hear me? One of Joe Biden's appointees confirmed censorship. Ladies and gentlemen, the scale of this abuse is way beyond what the plaintiffs could have ever anticipated. It charges that the censorship enterprise across all government entities includes dozens of government officials across at least 11 agencies identified so far who communicate with these social media platforms to suppress speech. The impact of such speech can be literally nation-changing. Now, WorldNetDaily, WND.com, has long contended that the $400 million that Mark Zuckerberg put into the elections influenced the 2020 presidential race. Well, there alone is vote fraud, ladies and gentlemen. Right? Think about this. It's hard to even deal with this, isn't it, folks? how massive this is, okay? How in your face this really is. Now Zuckerberg in an interview literally said, yes, I I did censor, right? But now you got this court case proving it and you got Mark Zuckerberg admitting to it. States literally violated their own state laws regarding ballots. And then they say when we claim there's vote fraud, they say there's no evidence. Okay, this is a problem. Now, you can blame the FBI for the election theft. You can blame these other 11 agencies for the election theft. You can blame Mark Zuckerberg and Facebook or some of the social media companies. Now, Who do you blame? Do you blame Zuckerberg or do you blame the FBI or do you blame both? That's what I don't understand. See, one group wants us to say, oh, it's the media. That's what Pompeo. And that's really what uh, Pompeo and Donald Trump has been saying. Oh, it's the media. The media is really bad. Well, I agree the media is really bad. But I also agree that government agencies are really bad. And here's my real question: Right now, the government has been saying, "Hey, um, don't worry, this is this is, <clears throat> you know, not a big deal." But now we're getting these court cases that highlight that the government did this to us, to all of us, and we don't know of all the eleven agencies; they didn't name them all. We know several of them, but one of the ones that was not named is the CIA or the Secretary of State. They've pegged the White House when it comes to Joe Biden as part of it. But what about Donald Trump? Did Donald Trump manipulate the media? Did Mike Pompeo with Donald Trump knowledge do it as Secretary of State? Did Mike Pompeo do it as Secretary of State without Donald Trump's knowledge? Uh, did the CIA do it? Was the CIA, wait a minute, wasn't the CIA trapped back, tracked back to Operation Mockingbird back in the day? So here's my question to you, circling back to our good buddy, our dear friend Mike Pompeo, that believes Satan is destroying this country and asking me if I'm proud to be an American and then appealing to God. I have no doubt that Satan's real and divide, seeks to divide this nation. Do you agree with me, Sam? Um, you know what? In the name of God, send me your money, Sam. By golly, my, um, cav pack, champion American values pack there. We're going to go ahead and get it done. And everybody's emailing me left and right saying, Hey, you got to donate to the Republicans. You got to do it. And you got to do it now, Sam. Because by golly, if you don't, man, the Democrats, the AOC, the radical kind, or maybe just the Hillary Clinton kind, not the radical ones, maybe just the Hillary one. Doesn't matter. Um, they're going to go ahead and destroy the country. But if you back the Mike Pompeo slash Donald Trump ticket, or if you uh, go ahead and dump money into Mitch McConnell's campaign, or uh, wow, you can stop Donald if you support Mitch. If you support Donald, you can shut down the Mitch, the inside deep state guys. If you, Sam, you can make a difference and you got these four factions pulling at you, but in every case, what, government wins and you lose? Sounds like the Hegelian dialectic pulled off the perfection. Sounds like the Hegelian dialectic on steroids, does it not? By golly, I'm going to overwhelm the system. Isn't that Solinsky? People are overwhelmed, not even knowing who to go for. And all they can say is, by golly, I don't really know what's going on, but I believe Donald will save me. Well, I want to know the truth ladies and gentlemen, when Mike Pompeo is emailing me as if he's my friend and asking if I'm proud to be an American. And when he says, I know Satan's real, uh, send me your money. You know, there's God and support God by sending uh, your money to my address, says Mike Pompeo and crew over there at the PAC. How do we trace your PAC money, Mike? Why don't you show us the money, buddy, and show us the money trail? But when they say that a lawsuit uncovers an army of feds, Censoring speech in America, officials across at least 11 agencies have secretly commuted with, communicated with social media companies. And then Mark Zuckerberg testifies that, yes, that's true. And Now we see a developing lawsuit that is flat out embroiled in arguments over what discovery is to be allowed. We can't even know who. Well, is Mike Pompeo part of that? Remember, this guy was in two key positions for literally four years, from 17 to 21. That's a long time during the Donald administration, right? Virtually the whole thing. Okay, now this guy was the CIA director and secretary of state. So if we're going to talk about the winner of the election, ladies and gentlemen, and if Donald Trump really wants to know, What happened to the president's race? And if we're now realizing that that censorship affects 80% of Americans saying Donald would have won. And if those documented agencies in this court case have identified the White House, all right, Health and Human Services, Department of DHS, Homeland Security, the FBI, the CDC, The Office of the Surgeon General, the Census Bureau, the Food and Drug Administration, the FBI, the State Treasury, and the U.S. Election Assistance Commission. Don't you think that Donald and Mike would have more intel? And do you think that the raid on Donald got rid of a lot of the intel that Donald had that he didn't release, that maybe he should have if it was already unclassified, but he held on to it, and since it was secret, now that the FBI stole it back? When I say stole it back, you say, wait a minute, he didn't steal it. I know, but that's what they're claiming, right? Now, court documents reveal that the censorship campaign across the Biden administration actually was confirmed by one of Biden's appointees. Well, did any of this happen during the Donald years? We know that Donald tried to start a election fraud committee to look into election fraud, and it got shut down. Did Mike Pompeo shut it down? This guy was the secretary of state. That's the guy primarily in charge. Oh, Sam, uh, it was when he was the leader of the CIA, don't you know, and it got shut down. And then later he became the secretary of state. Okay, why didn't he resurrect it then? See, folks, we are being schnookered at the highest levels of our government. And the problem is we don't know by whom. Okay? We just don't. And since the Constitutional Sheriffs and Peace Officers Association, CSPOA.org, in partnership with True the Vote and PAN, believe that the election issue is the most important issue we can focus on right now. If 80% of Americans believe that due to this FBI and this government manipulation by Mark Zuckerberg putting $400 million into the election, uh, if 80-plus percent of the people believe that, which I'm one of them, then how do we deal with this? How do we deal with this? Now, listen. Listen. Federal agents literally punch into Mar-a-Lago. Then they claim it wasn't even a raid. It was legally lawfully justified and appropriate and good. and Okay, wait a minute. That's the CIA that Mike Pompeo used to run. So here's my question to you. Does Mike Pompeo have connections at the CIA still? And if he does, can those connections at the CIA look into the FBI, the Justice Department, Homeland Security, uh, the Center for Disease Control, the Food and Drug Administration, all these other agencies? And can this be exposed? See, why is Mike Pompeo not exposing any of this? Is this just a turnabout since Joe took office? Or did this happen under the Donald administration? Follow the money. These are questions we must deal with and must answer if we're going to get to the bottom of election fraud. To learn more, CSPOA.org. Our posse is coming up today. Join and become a member and join the posse, will you please? I'm Sam Bushman reporting on the Sheriff Mack Show and Liberty Roundtable Live for Brighteon TV. God bless.
4: Begging politicians, bureaucrats, and educrats, and all do-gooders to please obey the supreme law of the land, the Constitution. This is Liberty
0: Roundtable. All right, back with you live, ladies and gentlemen. Usually we do the uh, yesterday's show recap. Um, We go ahead and do that uh, at the start of the hour. We're doing it at the end of the hour because of TV, so thanks for your understanding on that. We had Dr. Scott Bradley, which we talked about quite a bit uh, today. Uh, relating to those same general topics, but I weaved Mike Pompeo into this. He's not our friend, folks. I'm telling you right now, write it down. Remember who told you first. But back to the recap of yesterday's show we had on Lowell Nelson. In fact, I was traveling, and so he kind of took the second half of the show or two-thirds of the show and rock and rolled all by himself. He did a phenomenal job. Um, We talked about why the COVID jabs should be banned for pregnant women, writes Dr. Joseph Mercola. Male fertility is also affected adversely by the clot shot. Now some are saying the kill shot because it either kills you or the babies that you might have. Too many young people are dying. Too many are becoming disabled. Too many pregnancies are resulting in fetal or what you call neonatal death, right? When will the world wake up to this unfolding tragedy? soon we hope amen to that uh we also talked about digitizing your identity is the fast track to slavery how can you defend your freedom ladies and gentlemen it's a fair question and a lot of people want you to believe that the way you could defend your freedom is to you know get rid of your smartphone or um you know not get on social media or not get on the internet or i mean you can get rabid and just totally unplug from society but will that really keep you off their radar I think temporarily, yes. But it didn't stop them from hunting down the Jews back in the day. Of course, most folks said, I'm glad I'm not a Jew until they came for them, right? Uh, I don't believe that modern technology is the only way. But even back in the Savior Jesus Christ's time, uh, look, they tracked everybody. They made everybody come to Bethlehem to pay their taxes. Isn't that what Joseph and Mary were doing when the baby was born in the stable? See, so I don't, I don't believe that you can escape government by just not being, quote, digital. Yeah, it's easier for them to track your every move when you're digital. That's true. But trust you me, with or without digital technology, they can and will find you. So I believe that the more you stand up and the bigger target you are, the less likely you will have trouble. Now, you say, well, wait a minute, Sam. If I'm, If I stay off the radar, don't I have a better chance? See, I don't think so. And if you're small, meaning you're on the radar, uh, but you're uh, nobody, so to speak, uh, you don't stand up. In other words, I believe you're the most vulnerable. <clears throat> uh, they always tell you if there's a bear, don't run from it. You'll get in big trouble. The best thing to do is just make yourself as big as possible. Stand up, put your arms out, make yourself seem really big to the bear. And oftentimes, if you're you know appropriate, you don't act scared and you stand up. Most of the time, you can avoid a direct confrontation, which we all know the bear will slaughter you, right? But oftentimes, the bear loses the confidence game, so to speak. That's what we need to do here because your government's like the big bear. It is dangerous, and it can hurt you. But you know what? As David and Goliath's story highlights for us, the big guy can be taken down. Goliath could be taken down, whether that be Goliath, a real person back in the day for David, or whether that be your government being Goliath and you and I being David, or whether that government, uh, whether it be a a real animal. All right, let me give you an example. Power company seizes control of thermostats in Colorado during the heat wave. This is government now forcing everybody should reject uh, the smart meters. They couldn't have done it if they didn't have smart meters. We gave them that power willingly, thinking, oh, environmentally, uh, it's going to be better for us. No, it's worse for you because you turned over control to them. We need to fight this take off society from cash and move us to a digital currency because then not only will they be able to control your thermostat, they'll be able to control your bank account just like they control the thermostat. But if we all operate with cash, that's not possible. Do you read me loud and clear? So I submit to you that I am proud to be an American, Mike Pompeo, but I don't believe working through you is the answer. I want to follow the money, and I want to know what you knew and when you knew it, my friend. Because as the head of the CIA, I guarantee that's one of the government agencies that were controlling free speech in America. After all, they were the ones in charge of Operation Mockingbird back in the day, right? Mike, what did you see and what do you know, my friend? As soon as you start coming clean on that, I might give you the time of day. Until then... You're off your rocker once, CIA, always CIA. I don't care if he worked for Donald or not. I don't trust him. Hour one in the can, hour two coming up. Thanks so much for being alongside for the ride. CSPOA.org to learn. Wow, CSPOA.org to learn more. God save the Republic of the United States of America.
4: Live from atop the rocky mountains the crossroads of the west, west. you are listening to the liberty round Table radio talk radio. show talk show
0: all right happy to have you along my fellow americans sam bushman on your radio that means hard-hitting talk at your fingertips this is the broadcast for september the 6th in the year of our lord 2022 this is our one of two and our goal always to protect life, liberty, and property, and to promote God, family, and country, and to do so in the traditions of our founding fathers. Yes, indeed, we use the blueprint for liberty, the supreme law of the land, the Constitution for the United States of America. That is our guide. And absolutely, we're convinced the checks and balances brilliantly put in place by our founding fathers. We reject revolution. We stand for peaceful restoration because we are the greatest country on the face of the earth. Now, last hour, I talked about this in detail. Are you proud to be an American? Mike Pompeo literally uh, talks about Satan's trying to destroy everything, but please support his CAV, C-A-V-PAC, Champion American Values. So he's trying to appeal to God, do an email to me, but he says send your money to the Lord, supposedly, but send me his address. And now we read this lawsuit uncovers Army of Fed Censorship of speech in America's over 11 agencies involved, Bob Unruh WND.com. Well, I bring all this up because we talked about it in detail last hour, and I really do not trust Mike Pompeo at all. Well, now we have a guest, Alex Newman, well-known for his own podcasts, well-known as an epic times writer, well-known as one of the lead folks at the New American Magazine. Not only that, he's just the most personable Christian guy you will ever meet, but he is also one of the best reporters this nation has ever known. And I say that about very, very few people. The only one I've said that about in recent times is Will Grigg, who used to work for me as my lead news guy. The guy was incredible before he passed away. God bless it. You know what? Rip Will Grigg. What a wonderful gentleman. But you know what? Alex Newman is just like those guys. For real, hard-hitting, doesn't pull punches, doesn't play games, doesn't make something up that's not true to try to get headlines. He just lays it down as it really, really is. And I uh, was with Alex uh, at our press conference uh, and our event at at Freedom Fest, and he was interviewing uh, sheriff after sheriff. Just tremendous reporting on the ground whenever Alex Newman is around. Welcome to the broadcast once again, sir.
5: Thank you so much for having me, and thank you for those very kind words, Sam. I appreciate it.
0: All right, let's talk about this Mike Pompeo connection. He's literally got a pack, which means you can't see the money. Uh, He literally served with Donald, so he kind of is taking advantage of this Donald. Everybody loves the Donald, or you hate the Donald, whatever. Uh, But this guy's literally now saying to me, Sam, send your money, by golly. Satan's trying to destroy the country. Well, I agree that Satan's trying to destroy the country, but then he appeals with that, but then says, hey, send your money and sign my petition. So it gives me his address. Uh, I just find that very, very, very strange. And when I put that email in context with this incredible article written by Bob Unra at WorldNetDaily or WND.com, um, look, over 11 agencies in this lawsuit, and they're still trying to discover more. They're debating over discovery right now of who can be asked what and who has to give up what information. But 11 agencies so far, CIA is not listed as one of them. The Secretary of State not listed as one of them. But look, nothing much changed when Donald took office from the deep state point of view. Hey, there were deep state critters all around Donald, which really sunk his agenda and campaign. Now, whether Donald's in on that or not, I don't know. Time will tell. But my whole point is if the guard didn't change much when Donald took office, why would the guard change much when Biden takes office? So we're supposed to believe that it was really bad under uh, Barack, uh, and then it went good for the Donald era, and then it went bad again for the Joe Biden era, what about going back to Operation Mockingbird? And we know it's so the CIA wasn't listed in this. But what would Mike Pompeo say about all this when you really dig in and say, show me the money and let's get into the into the transparency discussions? I see a problem here, Alex.
5: Yeah, I I do too, Sam. And, uh, you know, I'll start off by saying that uh, during the Trump administration, I developed a number of really great sources within the State Department, some of whom were working very closely with Mike Pompeo. And some good things were happening at the State Department. Um, They were trying to clear out. Uh, some of the deep state swamp monsters that were held over from the Obama administration. Uh, they tried really hard. And actually, one of the things that happened was the deep state orchestrated these incredible hit jobs on some of the very best people that the Trump administration brought into the State Department. It was grotesque what they did. Uh, they they created false accusations against them. They said that they were retaliating against career civil servants and blah, blah, blah. Uh, so it was really nasty. Uh, so, you know, on, on balance, I would say Mike Pompeo was almost certainly better than any Secretary of State we've had in a very long time. Uh, He was not a member of the Council on Foreign Relations. He was not a member of Bilderberg. He was not a member of these other, uh, you know, very shady organizations. Uh, And So he had that going for him. But, uh, you know, he did come out of the CIA. Uh, Trump had put him there. And, uh, you know, usually the people who run in those circles uh, are—they should be— Regarded with a high degree of skepticism, we'll put it that way. And I'm actually looking at Mike Pompeo's score right now on the Freedom Index. So I'm senior editor at the New American Magazine, as you mentioned. And uh, one of the things that we do that I think is very valuable is we give a grade to every member of Congress. And, of course, Mike Pompeo was a member of Congress. He represented uh, the 4th District in the state of Kansas until he was Trump- tumped, uh, tapped by the Trump administration. And uh, his score, his cumulative score in the House of Representatives was a 66 now, Which is uh, the horrible. way we come up with it's terrible. That's right. It's barely a passing grade. And, um, you know, the way we come up with these scores, 100% means they voted 100% of the time with the Constitution, which is what their oath requires. Right? They, they put their hand on the Bible. They say they're going uh, sw- to they swear to uphold and defend the U.S. Constitution. So Mike Pompeo did that 66% of the time, which is better than average. But, uh, you know, if I told you that your wife was faithful 66% of the time to her oath, uh, I think you'd have a problem. Right? And so I think we should regard Congress critters in the same way. So that's not acceptable. And, uh, you know, Mike Pompeo is not going to save the country. Uh, I'm pleased with some of the rhetoric, but, um, you know, we cannot trust the same uh, people from Washington, D.C. that got us into this mess to rescue us from this mess.
0: Now, I bring this up, though, because I want people to understand. Look, if the CIA really um, is involved in manipulating the media, which I'm convinced they are, were they under his watch? He was there for, what, a year? He was a three-term congressman before that with a bad grade. He then went to the secretary of state position. So it's not like he said, oh, it's too um, too criminal in here. I'm leaving or anything. <laughs> he kind of, I don't know if it's graduating from the CIA to the secretary of state. But in both cases, you're in charge of a lot of stuff related to record keeping, a lot of stuff related to we the people. And I don't see how he wouldn't be involved and or be in the know. What do these guys know becomes the ultimate question.
5: Yep. And, and, you know, it, it's difficult to know with Pompeo. Um, you know, I, I I suspect that if he wasn't really part of the deep state cabal, um, and there are indications that he was not. I mean, you know, a lot, virtually every secretary of state we've had for generations has come out of the Council on Foreign Relations. Pompeo was really the first exception uh, in as far back as I can remember. Um, but what happens when, when you do get somebody who's not part of the cabal who comes into the federal government, what happens is they hide a lot of stuff from them right, um, so if Pompeo got in there and was not uh, on the approved list of people, they would have probably concealed a lot of these programs from him. Some of these might have been put on pause, but um, you know, I, I would really like to ask Pompeo um, what did you know and and what you 're talking about here with the uh, the manipulation of the media you 're absolutely right. the CIA has been manipulating the media, going clear back to at least the 1960s uh, the CIA has been totally totally from top to bottom packed with communists um, to to the point where communists have actually been running it right we had uh, john brennan Uh, deep state swamp monster straight out of these deep state groups. And uh, the guy admitted publicly in 2016 that when he applied for a security clearance at the CIA, he told them that just a couple years earlier, he had voted for the Communist Party candidate for president, Gus Hall, a known Soviet agent in this country. So that's the kind of people who've ended up in the leadership of the CIA. So if Pompeo came in and was part of the club, obviously he wouldn't do much. If he came in and he wasn't part of the club, then I guarantee you they would have hidden a lot of this from him.
0: And if they hid a lot of this from him, then do they hide it from the Donald, too? And at what point can we say, yeah, we brought in the good guys, but they were so ignorant that they didn't know anything or they didn't, you know, they can't be held responsible. At what point can you run these agencies but claim, uh, what do you want to call it, diplomatic immunity? Hey, I didn't see nothing or hear nothing or know nothing there. Call me monkey see, monkey do. Uh, where, where does this land? Because you can't let them all off the hook, even if they didn't know. You're yeah, I, I agree. It's a very fair question. What if question, we put Sam. Alex Newman there? Would he know? You're dang right he would. <laughs> what if you put Sam Bushman there? See, I'm just saying this plausible deniability, I don't think it can fly anymore, Alex.
5: Yeah. No, I, I agree with you, Sam. There needs to be responsibility. And and I say that even about Donald Trump. You know, he did a lot of things that I was very pleased with. I, I supported him. And, uh, you know, right now we see uh, this, this incredible... Uh, scramble to try to blame Donald Trump for the vaccines uh, and, and it raises this exact same question well Donald Trump could say hey I was lied to Dr. Fauci and Dr. Birx and all, all these clowns they told me that it was going to be safe and effective and great and you know they're the experts I'm, I'm just the CEO of this thing called the federal government I'm not a doctor I'm not a scientist I'm not a, a clinical researcher you know how am I supposed to know uh, but at, at some point you have to say well where's your common sense man why would you trust somebody like Anthony Fauci why would you trust somebody like uh, Birx right it makes no no sense. So yes, there needs to be uh, accountability. There needs to be um, an understanding that if, if you're in the job, you have an obligation to um, to make better decisions. And uh, you know, I, I I definitely feel for Trump. I don't believe he was part of the swamp, but I do believe that they deceived him, and I believe that there, um, you know, there there should have been an expectation that he would have gone in there and understood that we're dealing with some very bad people here.
0: All right, we'll come back. I want to talk about the deep state demolition of America which Alex Newman talks about will do it. So I think it directly links ladies and gentlemen. Alex Newman, Sam Bushman and seconds on your radio.
5: This is a battle, a battle between truth and deceit. A battle between forces that would enslave this country in darkness, and between a media that wants to present you with the truth, we are being censored. America's news outlets no longer provide the truth. Ninety percent of news outlets in the United States are controlled by six corporations. The mission of the Epic Times is to chase the truth, to ground all statements in fact
2: Loving Liberty Network salutes the spirit of the American West at rangemagazine.com.
4: Decades after Jimmy Carter,
0: Joe Biden picked up where he left off, with America surrendering to terrorists. Biden's foolish spending is causing inflation, which means more pain of the pump, higher prices on groceries, devaluing your retirement savings when you need it most. Once was a mistake, twice is a disaster. America needs strong leaders, not weak ones. Save America, JFC, is responsible for the content of this advertising.
4: With news the networks refuse to use. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, Alex Newman is with me, award-winning journalist and senior editor for thenewamerican.com. He's also an author of an incredible book called Deep State. And in that book, uh, we really understand who the players are and what's going on. And one of the comments made about this, we are seeing the controlled demolition of American power, of American prestige. We're talking about military might, Right. Economic might. It goes on. Um, They're destroying this. Can Donald really be there at the top after telling us we need to elect him because he'll, you know, make America great again? And then allow guys like Mike Pompeo to be literally the Secretary of State and the CIA director. So, you know, you got two guys that are critical, critical positions. And golly, man, they were up there for four years. Nick, they just hid everything from me. I didn't have any idea it was that bad up there. Is that even possible, Alex?
5: (laughs) Come on now, that's a very fair question. But I'm not
0: that dumb. Come on now, really? Yep.
5: And and I I think it's it's worth discussing. You know, I've had these discussions a lot for years now uh, about whether Donald Trump was part of the cabal, whether he was part of the deception or not. Um, and, And I came to the conclusion pretty early on that he was not. Um, But, you know, that doesn't absolve him from all responsibility because, uh, you know, he really should have known. And, in fact, I I think in many respects he did know, right? He came from a very interesting background where – you know, he, he had people around him his entire life who were actually teaching him about these things. I, I interviewed Roger Stone shortly after uh, Donald Trump was elected to the presidency, uh, and he told me on the record, on camera, he said, look, Donald Trump's dad was a big part of the John Birch Society. He was a personal friend of Robert Welch. He was uh, a big funder of the John Birch Society early on. And um, and that's the kind of environment that Donald Trump was raised in. He was reading publications of JBS as a child. In fact, his personal attorney and his mentor, Roy Cohn, Uh, He actually sat on the board with Congressman Larry McDonald, who was, uh, of course, the chairman of the John Birch Society uh, of the Western Goals Foundation, which was the largest private intelligence gathering operation in the world. So um, we have a a situation where Donald Trump should have understood That he was going into a pit of vipers and he should have gone in there with that mindset understanding that uh you know i cannot trust these establishment clowns these deep state rhino clowns to staff my administration and he made some really critical mistakes in terms of uh, personnel and of course the old cliche that personnel is policy is very true um, and, you know, the the good guys that he had around him, uh, what we saw was the deep state try to take every single one of them out, starting with Mike Flynn. And then they went after Roger Stone and Steve Bannon and, and Paul Manafort, even spent time in prison. They frog marched uh, Peter Navarro out of the airport with leg shackles. So I, I do think Donald Trump tried to drain the swamp and i think he he should have done a better job but it's very easy to say that from the cheap seats um you know i I was very pleased with some of what he did but at this point the the fiasco with the injections is so significant that uh, unless he comes out really soon and and um you know gets ahead of this uh, i i don't see how he's ever going to be able to recover
0: you think donald trump will be able to run in 24 you think they'll throw him in jail what do you think will happen?
5: I think they're going to throw him in jail. know I've been saying that for since uh, last year, I've been saying that. In fact, I've done uh, entire presentations on how I thought they were going to try to indict him. This was long before the FBI raided his house. Um, and, and I and I think the the fiendish attack on Trump and his key people is what really shows you that he's not part of the swamp, right? Um, when George Bush and Bill Clinton debate, you know, they, they go back behind stage afterward and they laugh together. Um, but that's not how they treat Trump, right? They they are playing for all the marbles at this point. They intend to jail him and to destroy his family, to destroy his business. Um, and, uh, you know, that leads me to believe that he is not part of the cabal. Um, but, you know, he, he's very smart, and he needs to, um, I think, step up his game in terms of tactics. But they are going to try to indict him. I, I You can almost take it to the bank.
0: All right. You also make a statement that I find fascinating, and I agree with it but it, 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 mere mortals it's hard to see how right you say this i believe there's still time to stop or at least put off what is happening to the united states we can regain control of our government through the electoral process you're still convinced that we can win right
5: i am yep and uh, you know i i think one thing that uh, these globalists and these deep staters want us to forget uh, to not think about is that uh, God is sovereign, right? They are not sovereign. Uh, they they don't get to make all these decisions. So yes, we have agency. Yes, we have an obligation to do certain things. But uh, ultimately, God is infinitely more powerful than these powers and principalities. God is infinitely more powerful than these deep state swamp monster wannabe conspirators. Uh, and, and they also forget that, Despite generations of brainwashing, despite generations of demoralizing us and uh, turning us toward wickedness and turning us away from God, uh, America is a very special and unique place, and these values continue to be transmitted from generation to generation, no matter how much they wage war on that. So, America is unlike any other nation. Uh, you know what they've done to Western Europe is is a tragedy, but uh, they've tried to do the same thing to America. In fact, they, they've even, uh, in some ways, waged war against us even more more seriously and more vigorously than they have against the europeans and yet we're still standing so uh, there is a a spirit of liberty that exists in this country there is uh... Uh, a spirit within the people that, uh, you know, we we are a nation that was devoted to God. We are a nation that was founded on biblical principles. Uh, we are a nation that still has a constitution that acknowledges our Lord Jesus Christ. And so they have a, a real big problem on their hands. And, yeah, they're powerful. Yeah, they have a lot of media. They have a lot of billions of dollars. But we have the truth on our side. And as long as we're in God's will— Uh, I think, uh, you know, they they have a really formidable foe. So I I don't know what's going to happen, but I think uh, the people who are telling us to just give up, surrender, it's all over, go build yourself a bunker, uh, I don't think we should be listening to that.
0: I agree with that completely, and that's kind of the biggest reason that I focus on this. When Mike Pompeo says this, don't be discouraged and don't lose hope, America is and always will be a shining city on a hill. I agree that we have been a shining city on a hill over the years and the decades and the centuries since our founding fathers founded this great nation. Uh, But I don't know that we always will be. I think if we continue in the direction that we're going and if we the people don't stand up and get together and, and demand change, I don't see how we'll be the city on a hill. So this idea that we are and we always will be as if it's a done deal, I don't agree with that. The founding fathers said you have a republic if you can keep it they understood that it's not a guarantee i bring that up because we have responsibility alex
5: yeah we we absolutely do and uh, we we have a responsibility to preserve our institutions we have a responsibility to do what is right we have a responsibility to uh, raise up and train our children in the fear and the discipline and the admonition of the lord uh, and so all of these things, as Ronald Reagan famously put it, right, the liberty is not passed down in the bloodstream, right? Uh, this is something that, that each subsequent generation has to be taught. Each generation has to be trained in how to maintain civilization and how to maintain the institutions that make possible Uh, a free society and so uh, it takes work right Uh, for our founding fathers it took a lot of work they had to put their lives their fortunes and their sacred honor on the line Uh, we're not at that point yet thank god (laughs) but um you know we're gonna have to make a sacrifice anybody who thinks that we're gonna save our country by sitting on the couch watching football and drinking beer is not paying attention here we are in the fight of our lives here and um what happens over the next few months and the next few years is going to determine whether americans will live as free people or whether we will be reduced to uh, the, the miserable serfdom that most people throughout human history have, have lived in. And uh, for me, that's that can't be an option. That, that, that is completely out of the question. We must win. And so uh, it's time to get busy. It's time to get off the couch and and do something useful for your country, regardless of what it is, right? Maybe you can run for office. Maybe you can't. Maybe you got money. Maybe you can fund a candidate running for office. Uh, maybe you can do something small, like uh, listen to Sam's show and then send it by email to your friends. Send the podcast link out to your friends and your family to get them up to speed on what's going on. So everybody's got to be involved here because uh, what's on the line is so huge. Uh, we're literally talking about whether liberty survives or dies in this country going forward potentially for generations.
0: And so I want to highlight this. I do believe we are a great city on a hill. And I, and I believe we still are to some degree that. Uh, but I don't believe that we always will be. I believe it, it, it a lot of it determines what we the people do with our agency. So the individual and the family goes, so the nation goes, is the point, ladies and gentlemen. And we have got to realize the difficult days that we face ahead. For example, we've been reporting along with WND uh, and the New American and many others that, you know what? There's little question that Mark Zuckerberg's $420 million, uh, along with the media in bed with who knows what government agencies at this point, uh, literally uh, suppressed information on Joe and Hunter. And uh, promoted false narratives on Donald Trump to the point where they changed the outcome of the election. Now, I would call that election fraud when you look at the money, but we've never been able to follow the money. We've never been able to really even get to the bottom of all the details. They claim we, you know, claim election fraud without evidence. But the more evidence we put forward, it doesn't seem to move the needle. I believe that we've got to get a handle on these elections if we're going to save America. We'll talk about that with Alex Newman when we come back because I believe one of the cornerstones of the Great Restoration has to start with we the people turning to God and repenting. But secondarily, we have got to get a handle on elections and make them honest, transparent, and accurate. Otherwise, we'll never get our guys in. We'll talk about that with Alex Newman, excellent reporter and senior journalist with The New American, thenewamerican.com.
4: Your daily Liberty Newswire. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Lance Pride. It's primary day in Massachusetts. Former State Representative Jeff Deal will face businessman Chris Doughty. The winner of Tuesday's Massachusetts primary will take on Democrat Attorney General Maura Healy in November and would be the state's first openly gay governor if the Democrat wins. One of the two suspects in the stabbing attacks in Canada that killed 10 people Sunday has been found dead. The body of Damien Sanderson, 31 years old, was found on the James Smith Cree Nation in Saskatchewan. Rhonda Blackmore with the Royal Canadian Mounted Police.
6: Miles Sanderson, Damien's brother, may have sustained injuries. This has not been confirmed. But we do want the public to know this because there is a possibility he may seek medical attention. Even if he is injured, it does not mean he is not still dangerous.
4: Liz Truss was named Br-
6: Wendy Bell here for my friends at Swiss America. Did you know the U.S. Constitution authorizes only two forms of legitimate money gold and silver? That's right. But our government abandoned gold and silver a half century ago. Meanwhile, gold and silver prices have rocketed in recent years due to growing economic uncertainty. So, to help my listeners, Swiss America has a very special offer today. Silver Walking Liberty half dollars at the amazingly low price of $12.50 each delivered. You heard me right, $12.50. Call now to reserve your silver coins at 800-630- 1490 that's 800-630-1490 silver walking liberty half dollars for just $12.50 each delivered while supplies last put a silver lining in your financial portfolio now by calling 800 630
4: The Puget Sound in Washington state was the location of a small plane crash over the weekend Rescue efforts are being called off for nine people still missing after a small plane crash north of Seattle Sunday afternoon. The U.S. Coast Guard reported one woman's body was recovered the day of the crash, but everyone else on board, including a child, remain unaccounted for. The mission will now be a recovery effort covering more than 2,100 nautical miles. From the USA Radio News Phoenix Bureau, I'm Tim Berg. Don't expect relief from the scorching heat anytime soon out west. The National Weather Service has extended an extensive heat warning until Friday evening as a heat dome over much of California continues to deliver oppressive hot temperatures. Nevada, Utah, Arizona, and New Mexico will join in on the heat. With the American people giving the president poor grades in his approval ratings that started plummeting when he failed in the deadly Afghanistan withdrawal, President Biden continues to shift
0: Back with you live, ladies and gentlemen, Alex Newman with me, incredible broadcaster himself, award-winning journalist, a senior editor at American.com, incredible magazine. They've been telling the truth for decades, ladies and gentlemen, uh, at least in modern times. They're one of the original truth tellers. They've been telling the truth before uh, Alex and I were even born. God bless uh, the John Birch Society, JBS, and the New American for the work they do. Uh, but uh, Alex Newman says, hey, there's still time to stop or at least put off what is happening to the United States, ladies and gentlemen. If we can regain control of our electoral process, a lot of things can change. Amen. I agree. I'm not preaching doom and gloom for the country. I want you to realize the awful state in which we find ourselves. And I want to be candid about what's not the solutions. Looking to Mike Pompeo is not your answer, people. I promise. Looking to a leader to save us is not your answer. Looking for Americans to stand up in unison. To double down in defense of traditional God-ordained values in the culture war is the great answer. But it starts with gaining control of our elections, Alex.
5: Yes, it does. You're, you're absolutely right. And and you know I want to just echo what you said there. Uh, the Bible says, put not your trust in princes, right? Do not trust in princes to come and ride in on a white horse and save our country. It's not going to happen, period, end of story. Uh, the First and most important thing is to turn back to God and to repent of the wickedness and to pray and to humble ourselves. Uh, and then, yes, absolutely, we have got to regain control over our elections. Uh, just a couple of weeks ago, I was at uh, Mike Lindell's Moment of Truth Summit with, uh, of course, the great Sheriff Richard Mack, who was one of the speakers and uh, many other great Americans. And uh, one of the things that's so obvious at this point to anybody who's paying attention is that the election fraud is massive, it's ubiquitous, and it's happening all over the country. It's happening in Utah. It's happening in Montana. It's happening in Nebraska. Uh, it's happening in all these Republican states. And, uh, yeah, they haven't quite gone all the way and shifted them over to democrat yet but you let them do this for another cycle or two and there will be no coming back from it so we have got to get control of the elections that begins at the county level and um you know it it is uh, i think one of the most important tasks that we could be working on because if we have fraudulent elections uh there is no chance of peacefully restoring our republic we have got to get in on the ground working on this key issue
0: Not only do we need to go to the county level so that the county sheriffs can investigate, so that we can really double down uh, and expect our DAs to do something locally, uh, expect our county commissions or whatever you want to call them. They're different terms for the county elected officials that run uh, the legislative branch of a given county. Um, But we really need to focus on those people, but we also need to double down to the precinct level. Remember, even counties were divided up into precincts. The average precinct is about 800 to 1,000 voters. And that's really where the rubber meets the road. And that's where they've tried to take away the control. They've moved it to the county and or to the state levels. Uh, and if you go state by state, man, the states are so big and so corrupt. We've always thought, well, the states might be better than the general government. Well, with COVID, we found out blatantly in your face that's not true. Donald was less tyrannical than your, most of your governors were. So we need to be very careful in, in, in trusting uh, in government. The furthest, further away government gets from we, the people, um, the worse it gets. Uh, but even the local levels are corrupt but that's where we can make the biggest stand and have the biggest difference is in our local uh, efforts what happened at the mike lindell event uh, to help us with these efforts alex
5: well they had representatives from all 50 states they're uh, basically breaking down what had happened in their state uh, these were grassroots volunteers who investigated what was happening and so we got reports of massive election fraud from all over the country uh, truly a sight to behold. And uh, you're absolutely right about the, uh, the precinct strategy. Uh, one of the really interesting people that I talked to there, I, I did a lot of interviews. You can find those at the newamerican.com with some of the key people there. Um, I'll, I'll actually be having Mike Lindell on my show later today to break down uh, one of the most important stories to emerge from that. But um, one of the things that I thought was so interesting was how uh, grassroots conservatives managed to take over the Nebraska GOP. Um, you know, in, in most of our states today, the Republican Party at the state level, very often at the county level, certainly at the national level, is controlled by the establishment wing of the party—the the neocon globalist. Uh, you know, let's just kind of pretend like we're resisting the Democrats and then uh, cave in and let them win. Uh, That—that's the wing that has been really in charge of party politics in so many of our states. Not in every state, but in so many of our states. Right? Idaho is a good exception—the great leadership there. But. Um, uh, in Nebraska grassroots conservatives used this precinct strategy they got themselves uh, select hundreds of them got themselves selected as uh, precinct captains for their precinct and then they came to the state meeting and they voted out the chairman and they voted out the uh, establishment leadership and they took over the party so that's what's possible if grassroots conservatives people who love God people who love our country people who love freedom uh, are willing to get involved and get active and do the work it's it's not going to be easy it's going to take a sacrifice it's going to take time and I you know I know we all have Hard work. We got to, you know, feed our families and all the rest of it. But um, it's going to be much more difficult to feed your family if you live in a totalitarian society. So devote some time to this. Uh, get involved at the precinct level, the county level, at the state level. We've got to turn this around.
0: Alex, uh, at Lindell's moment of truth, election summit. It was in Springfield, Missouri. A lot of people bore witness to the election fraud evidence. Um, I don't know that we need more evidence than for the government to admit um, that, yes, we did go to Facebook and Twitter and other places. Uh, They've admitted this in court now, so it's not debatable. Uh, And, yes, we did tell them to suppress information, and, yes, we did. Um, We know that the Russian story was really a hoax against Donald. When you suppress Donald with a a Russian hoax that isn't true, and then when you promote uh, Hunter— I'm sorry, when you uh, shut down the Hunter story, the Biden story, you've literally interfered in elections with the media to the point where 80 percent now people have been polled. 80 percent of the American people believe those two dishonest lies, one, ignoring the Hunter Joe story and two, promoting the false dossiers on the Donald. That changed the election. Do we need more proof than that?
5: No, exactly. I mean, there there is so much proof that the election was rigged in so many ways, right? Uh, Through the FBI, through the manipulation of social media. Uh, The story that you started off with today, that 11 federal agencies have armies of feds uh, working with the government, uh, working with the social media companies to silence people. Uh, all of this is an effort to steal our republic out from under us. And uh, I, I think there needs to be criminal prosecutions here. So I've been very encouraged. You know, you, you guys brought together some of these incredible sheriffs talking about their investigations. Um, it was really a joy to be able to talk with them. One of the sheriffs uh, in Michigan uh, talked about um, you know, the, the criminal investigation that was going on there. One of the sheriffs in Wisconsin talked about his investigation, that he recommended felony charges against uh, the members of the Wisconsin Election Commission. Um, I was able to talk to Justice uh, Gableman, who was brought on by the legislature in Wisconsin, to investigate the voter fraud there. He said there was so much crime, so much systemic corruption. He thinks Donald Trump certainly would have won had it not been for all that fraud. So we've got all the evidence we need to prosecute these people. We've got all the evidence we need to fix this. Um, The question is, will enough people get involved and demand it so that we can actually deal with this problem?
0: And there's nothing that can take place of we the people rising up and demanding it. I read a story. I I don't have it in front of me right this second, but 70,000 people just went out in the streets of of, uh, what country? I'll have to look what it is. Uh, But they literally are sick of it. Okay, Czech Republic, we don't need to go riot in the streets, folks, but we do need to. What if 70,000 Americans or 700,000 Americans or seven million Americans? We're talking about a tiny fraction, even at that level. But if we pushed that hard. It would happen, Alex, it would happen.
5: Yes, it would. That's exactly right. And uh, that's what we need. We need public pressure. We need public awareness. We need to shine the light on the bad guys and show what they're doing. And um, I mean, that's how we turn this around is public involvement, public engagement.
0: All right. I've driven most of the conversation with kind of an agenda that I brought to the table. Alex is so educated on the topics that he doesn't need any preparation. What have I overlooked that you think we really need to kind of double down and highlight and focus on, number one? And then number two, what are you working on coming up? We got to watch for
5: Well, uh, I just uh, this morning had a a large article published at the Epoch Times about how UNESCO, the U.N.'s education agency, has launched a a war on conspiracy theories. And um, actually, they say the primary vehicle for prosecuting this war is going to be the classroom. So they are now training schools how to make sure children don't believe conspiracy theories. Um, And by conspiracy theories, they mean you don't believe that uh, man-made global warming is going to kill us all unless we pay taxes to the UN. Uh, They mean uh, the COVID-19 vaccine is not safe and effective. I mean, they're very open about what they're doing. So uh, we've got to be aware that there are these efforts to silence the truth, to silence— uh, opposition to their totalitarian agenda—it's coming from the global level, the federal level, in many cases the state and the local level. Um, you know, Dr. Shiva was one of the first ones to expose this manipulation. He was a candidate for U.S. Senate in Massachusetts, and uh, when he pointed out the election fraud, the officials in the state of Massachusetts contacted Twitter and said, "Hey, you got to shut down this guy's account." So that's the kind of stuff that we're dealing with. Um, and I would urge parents—you uh, know, if you have kids in the public school system—really, you need to uh, spend some time thinking and praying about that because. Uh, The public schools at this point are destroying our kids. They're weaponizing them against our our churches, our country, our families. And, um, you know, if we don't deal with all of these crises, America is not going to survive as a free society. So we have got to step up to the plate. It begins in our own home with our own family. And then from there, we move outward to the precinct, the city, the county, and the state.
0: Alex Newman, everybody. Do not trust in princes. Got to read his book, Deep State. And keep an eye on the new american.com for his award-winning writing and broadcasting alex thank you sir we'll have you back stay there i got a quick question for you on the break ladies and gentlemen this is the one and only liberty roundtable live
1: why does the left lie constantly because they get spiritual power from lying the lies come from Satan, the father of lies, John eight forty four. Here's how the political lying process works. Satan provides the beast with a lie. Then the more they use the lie, the more spiritual power they get. Look, the media is a lie multiplier, and this multiplication gives more evil spiritual power to the beast, and that can overwhelm and even deceive the body of Christ, especially when the body is being disobedient to the head. The churches today are incorporated, so they're subordinate to human government.
2: The award-winning quarterly devoted to the issues of the American West. Each issue contains informative articles, breathtaking imagery, as well as the culture of cowboy spirit today, and gift ideas, like this year's Buckaroo Calendar. Order online from rangemagazine.com. Loving Liberty Network salutes the spirit of the American West at rangemagazine.com.
0: All right, back with you live, ladies and gentlemen, Alex Newman, always doing a phenomenal job on your radio. The guy's just, in my opinion, one of the best reporters in the country, big time. The guy's just phenomenal. He's honest, he's fair, he's true, and I hope he's right that Donald is not part of the deep state. I hope Mike Pompeo is not part of the deep state, but whether they're part of the deep state or whether they're just ignorant sometimes on the realities of how effective and, and, and abusive and Uh, Whatever you want to call it, it's the shadow government. So whether they're hidden in plain sight or whatever else, I don't know. But I'm I'm just telling you. So here's the deal. Now Republicans are trying to jettison Donald Trump again. Uh, Alex Newman believes they'll put Trump in jail. I pray they do not. We, the people, better prevent that because I don't think Donald deserves to go to jail at all. Okay, I think Donald did a lot of great things. Uh, And I don't know if he's part of the deep state or not. I'm just being candid. I don't know, and I don't have any way to know. I know a lot of bad things happened on his watch and a lot of good things happened on his watch. I can tell you that fact. Uh, But we need to not trust in princes. Alex wisely pointed out that reality check, and boy howdy, is that a biblical truth to say the least, right? But now there's a headline that says this, as the GOP nears midterms, websites are minimizing Donald Trump ties. Maggie Astor with the article on this, and I find it fascinating. The Republicans have embraced Trump in that they kind of had to. But at the same time, at every chance they get to jettison the Donald, they do. you got to wonder why. That's part of the reason that it makes me believe that Trump is for real. But they say this. At least 10 Republican candidates in competitive races have updated their websites to minimize ties to the former president and or to adjust their stances on abortion. Think about that, folks. That is scary. Because it's not just Trump they're leaving, and I think that's bad enough, right? But now they're jettisoning the pro-life cause. Think about that for a minute, ladies and gentlemen. The Republicans have been pretty unified in saying we stand for pro-life. Now, I know a lot of them haven't done it, and a lot of them say that and then do something else. I get it. That's why pro-death has been the, uh, you know, point for America for decades. But now at least 10 Republican candidates in competitive races have updated their websites to minimize their ties to the former president or to adjust their stances on Abortion. Isn't that shocking? For months, for example, the campaign website for a guy by the name of Adam Laxalt, he's the quote Republican Senate nominee in Nevada, greeted visitors with a huge banner um, highlighting his endorsement from for former President Donald Trump. It was all in capital letters, but now that information is nowhere on his homepage. Representative Ted Butt, Ted Bud, the Republican Senate nominee in North Carolina, also made Mr. Trump's endorsement quote, far less prominent on his website. Blake Masters, the party's quote, Senate nominee in Arizona, took down A false claim that the 2020 election had been stolen from Donald Trump. And then he also softened his calls for tough abortion restrictions. Think about that, folks. Republican leaders are increasingly worried that both Mr. Trump and the issue of abortion could be liabilities in November. Threatening the advantages the party expected from President Biden's unpopularity and voters' distress over inflation. So at least 10 Republican candidates in competitive races have now updated their information to jettison the Donald. Right? Now, what do you think? See, I disagree with this completely. If we're afraid of the Republican platform, ladies and gentlemen, leave Donald out of it for a second. If we're afraid of the Republican platform, which is supposedly decidedly pro-life, right? So we're going to adjust our stance on abortion now that we've won the war? Well, we haven't won the war, folks. If we're not very careful, they will overturn abortion again. How? They'll use Congress to make laws to make pro-death the law of the land, and if they do it legislatively, even though it's unconstitutional and immoral and everything else, it'll be about impossible to unwind. Do you read me? And the Republicans are jettisoning this issue because they feel like it might be a liability? Think about that, folks. This is scary indeed. It's not about Donald. It's just that Donald happens to be right on these points. Now, think about this, folks. (laughs) Let me ask you this, folks, when it comes to election fraud. If we don't focus on election fraud until it's fixed, will we ever stop it? Right? If we're not going to focus on election fraud anymore, we're in trouble, right? I don't know how to respond to this, folks, but the Republicans think that they're going to gain seats. (laughs) They say that we need to jettison these issues, election fraud and abortion. Ladies and gentlemen, if you want the American people to trust the Republicans and give them a chance once again, they better double down on election fraud or they'll never get elected. They bet, And even if they do get elected, what do you think? They're going to cave for the campaign, but then be strong in office? No, they're a lot more conservative on the campaign trail than they ever are in office. You're deceived if you think, Right. Now, I know that when they do the primaries, they're more conservative, and then for the generals, they all go you know, more soft or more center, but that isn't the way we need to govern, right? Biden still got a low approval rating, and leaving the core principles of the Republican Party is not the answer. Look, this isn't Donald Trump's issue, election fraud. It isn't even about Donald Trump, whether he could have won or lost in, you know what? Uh, 2020 doesn't matter. It's already been two years. We're already almost ready to start working on the next presidential campaign for 2024. Joe served the whole time. Even if Joe gets kicked out tomorrow, Kamala will serve. Okay, we've already lost our ability to bring back time or roll back time. This isn't about Trump. This is about elections from your local dog catcher all the way up to the president of the United States. Do you want transparency and honesty and integrity? And if you do, you need to get rid of this ERIC system, E-R-I-C. You need to find out if your state's involved in it and get out. Because if you don't, you will have election fraud via tampered with and manipulated and corrupt voter rolls. You will continue to have the mainstream involved with your government to manipulate stories to rig the outcomes of elections. You take out ERIC and you stop government from meddling in elections, which they have literally blatantly admitted that they're doing now. Folks, and you have people stand up on the real issues. You cannot jettison the issues and hope to win. At least 10 Republican candidates, they're minimizing ties to Trump. Why? Because he talks about election fraud. Uh, and if you don't talk about abortion and election fraud, I'm sorry, but there are no key issues in America, and pardon this phrase, that Trump, okay, if you don't deal with election fraud, election integrity issues, votes outside the law, if you don't deal with this abortion issue and stand for pro-life, there is nothing you Republicans can do that will uh, overcome that. You will lose because there will not be a dime of difference. Remember, Joe Biden loves the, the Republicans of yesteryear, doesn't he? He even said so publicly. Oh man, the McCain's and the um you know, these guys, Mitch McConnell's, they're great. Right? Folks, we can't have that and expect to make a difference. We'll elect a bunch of mainstream deep swamp Republicans this is all we'll get done. Right? We have got to stand on more principle than that. And I don't believe, I really don't believe that we, the people, can ignore these fundamental issues to the republic, election integrity and the pro-life issue. The pro-life issue is the most important issue that the Republicans and everyone needs to stand on. So you know what? When you Republican leaders are increasingly worried that Mr. Trump and the issue of abortion could be liabilities, in, quote, November, shame on you. What do you think the American people believe in? Do you believe in the Christian nation, Republicans? Do you believe in the principles of liberty? Do you believe in honest elections? Do you believe in the pro-life view? The whole purpose of government is to protect what? Life, liberty, and property. If government doesn't do that, there is no value in government whatsoever. Now, I do believe there's value in the proper role of limited constitutional government. I do believe the constitutional republic that our founding fathers gave everything for has tremendous value, can be a light on a hill. But if you don't fight for those fundamental core values, with or without Trump— With or without, you cannot win. You will sell your soul to win, and then you have lost. Ladies and gentlemen, it's about principle, not people. Do you read me loud and clear? It is about principle, not people. We have got to stand together. And we cannot jettison the issues, the principles that matter most. We've got to stand together on pro life, and we have got to stand together on honest, transparent, accountable elections. If you don't have those two, I don't see the value of government at all. Because the next question is what will they do? Will they cave on honest money? Will they cave on election or on education? See, if they don't abolish the Education Department and the Federal Reserve, if they don't stand for honest elections, if they won't stand for pro-life, what value are these people? I pray we can stand together, my fellow Americans, for the sacred cause of liberty. You can find us at libertyroundtable.com, lovingliberty.net. Please donate liberally. Every penny allows us to be on the radio and TV, etc., to tell the tale of liberty. We are truth tellers, folks, and we need your support in every way possible. LibertyRoundTable.com, LovingLiberty.net are the websites. God bless America, ladies and gentlemen. We, the people, along with the grace of the Almighty, can and will restore our grand older republic. We declare this nation shall endure. We have hope and faith in God and in America. God Save the Republic of the United States of America.